0: In Chapter Six, Galatians Six, we'll start and um, give you a couple thoughts here concerning our conduct, to how we treat each other and uh, how how we should act. Uh, Galatians Six, he goes into. Uh, we talked about last or two weeks ago, the Galatians Five about the fruit of the spirit and uh, how we're supposed to uh, how we're supposed to have our actions, our our fruit. But today. It uh, talks about our conduct, if you will. In Galatians 6, and let's read in verse number 1. The Bible says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such in one in the spirit of meekness. Consider thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think he himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, then, then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to to his flesh shall of his flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Now, I don't know if we'll get through all these verses tonight, but I just want to, uh, we'll start there. But um, if you look at back at verse number one in Galatians chapter six and verse number one, he says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, Ye which are re- spiritual, restore. Number one, how, how should we conduct ourselves is to restore such an one. If you look at this in verse number one, you'll see that it says, if a man is overtaken in a fault, uh, ye which are spiritual, someone who has been overtaken in sin, someone who's fallen into sin, someone who's done wrong, someone who's headed in a wrong direction, Someone who is uh, who's done something they shouldn't do. Our job is to restore them. Uh, many times, church discipline is 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 done on people, but ultimately, it is ultimately it is not to kick them out of church. It's to to restore them. We want to restore everyone to fellowship. We don't want to uh, kick somebody out of church because they've uh, done wrong. We want to ultimately, we want to restore them. Uh, we've had, I've had people that I've uh, been uh, associated with, friends that I've had, family that I've had that have went astray. And look, I want them to be restored. I want them to, to come back to Christ. I want them to come back, but sometimes they don't. And, uh, but our job as a Christian is to help to restore them. Now, how can we help to restore them? There's a couple of things in this text that one is that uh, he that is spiritual, it's spiritual. You have to be spiritual to help someone who's fallen, and the reason it is that you need to be spiritual to help the one that has fallen is because if you're not careful, you'll fall too. Uh, it is easier to pull someone down than it is to pull someone up. If you get on, if I was to get on this this uh, podium here or what this mourner's bench right here, and I stood up here, it wouldn't take very much for someone to pull me off. It would be harder for me to pull somebody up and set them up here with me. And so, yes, we are to restore the one who has fallen, but you need to be spiritual to help that person who has fallen. And it also, not only should, when we try to restore someone, we need to be spiritual, but number two, we need to be meek about it. Someone who has fallen, someone who's gone away from the Lord, they don't need their face ripped off and their Head ripped off and spit down their throat. They need to know that Christ loves them. I, I've seen some ugly stuff done in the name of Jesus, trying to help restore. But someone who has been someone who's fallen away from the Lord, they need somebody to, in a meek spirit, speak to them in a meek way and tell, hey, come on, come back to Christ, come back to Him. Sometimes people need them you to say, hey, look, what are you doing? Where are you going? Now I will say this: that uh, Miss Stacy had Miss Stacy and I had a friend one time that was going the wrong direction, and Miss Stacy went to that person and talked to them, and um, they did not receive it well. And I I, I feel like Miss Stacy went to them in a meek spirit; it wasn't an overbearing spirit, and ugly about it. But uh, they they, uh, they I don't want to hear that, and went the other direction, did their own thing, and. And uh, it, it eventually hurt that person, uh, hurt their relationship, their friendship. I don't even know that it's completely recovered to this day. But, but ultimately, our job as a Christian is to help to restore. If you know a Christian who has fallen into sin, we need to help restore them. And how can we help restore them in a meek spirit? And then also be spiritual about restoring them. He says, number one, we need to restore. But then number two, number two, he says, in verse, in verse number two, you see, uh, in verse, verse number two, he says, we need to give relief. In verse number two, he says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So what should we do to help relief, help give people relief? Bear one another's burdens. What does that mean? What does it mean to bear one another's burdens? It means that if someone's going through something, if someone's going through a difficult time, if someone's struggling, going through a trial, or going through a tragedy, going through a a really tough time, what do we need to do to help them? We need to come right along beside them and help carry their burdens. Let them know that they are not alone in their trial. Let them know they are not alone in their tragedy. Sometimes when people go through tragedies, they, need, they don't need to know, they don't need to have you come give them a good old spiel and give them a bunch of scripture. Sometimes they just need to know that you're there. Just need to know that you care. Just need to know that you're there to help bear their burdens. We are a family. This church, church saved, born again people, we're all family. And so when you're going through something, we ought to all share that same burden. We ought to all help carry that burden because we love each other. We care about each other. And if you're going through something, we ought to be going through it with you and helping you carry that burden. My job as a, as a Christian is to help carry the burdens. I, I, I may, maybe I'm not, I'm probably don't do the best at it, but I need to, I need to carry, help carry your burdens. I need to care about what you're going through and care about what's going on in your life to help you through those burdens. And just like you need to, as a Christian, help those that are around you. How encouraging is it to know that someone has your back? How encouraging is it to know that someone cares about you enough to check on you, right? We need to help relieve, give some people relief and help them with their burdens, and and, I, and we, why we help one another, we shouldn't become a burden for that person that we're trying to help. So he says in verse number two, bearing you know one another's burdens. So number one, we see we need to help restore. Number two, we need to help give relief. But number three, we need to be careful of ruin. Verse number three, for if a man think himself Think himself to be something. When he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. What does that mean? You be careful. If you think that you're something special, you be careful that you think that you've got it all handled because you will ruin it a ruin. Bible talks about pride. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You think that you're Bible says, take heed lest ye fall. There are, there, we need to be careful about thinking that we've got it handled, about thinking that we, we're just fine. We don't need help. I don't need no help. I don't need nobody taking my, anybody, to, anybody to help me. I'm just fine. I can handle it all on my own. You better watch out. We'll ruin. It'll ruin your life. We need to allow people to help us. We need to take heed lest we fall. I'm not any better than anybody else, and neither are you. That like that song we sang this morning, that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. There's not one person. The only thing difference between me and you is the sin that we, we commit. I'm just like you are. I'm a sinner. And I've got to be careful that I don't think that I'm something special because I will ruin. Take heed lest you fall. Hey, do you think that yourself is something compared to others? Do you think that you're something special compared to that person down the road? Now, we—if we don't watch ourselves—we can ruin. Number one, we see that we need to restore. Number two, we need relief. We need to give people relief. We need to watch out for ruin. Number four, we need to prove. We need to ratify. Look in verse number four, but let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. This is to prove our our performance, prove that we are who we say we are. We are, uh, we are, we are, we have a burden, we carry this burden, we take it on ourselves or we help another person out, prove our own work. Not to prove uh, who we are and to everyone else, look, look what I've accomplished, but to prove to myself. I'm not, oh, when we accomplish something, we shouldn't have to go around bragging about what we've done and bragging about, man, give me a hand. Look what I've accomplished. You know, many times when people do something like that, they just, if they do it in front of people, they just want everyone to know. They make a big show. That they're not doing it so that they can give that person a hand. They're doing it to give themselves a hand. It's not, it's not a show is for the person doing it, not for the person that has taken place. Because if you really wanna do something for someone, it, it, it can be done in private because it does more for that person, it does just as much for that person in private than it does out in the open. It just allows everyone else to see what you did. Prove it, prove, prove, test your performance, examine. Look, and I've gotta examine myself. I can't examine you. I can't make sure that you're doing right. I've gotta make sure that I'm living right and being right. I've got to prove my own work. Now, what, what, you say, what is all this? This is about our conduct, how we treat, how we live our life, what we do. We need, to, we need to, number one, we need to restore, help restore. We need to help give relief. We need to watch out for ruin. We need to help prove, we need to prove our performance, prove what we've done. Number five, we need to reap. We will reap. Look in verse number seven and verse, all the way through verse number nine. He gives us some good information here. He says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I mean, you've heard this verse before. It's not anything that's not new. It's not anything that you haven't heard before, but be not deceived. It's not you 're not going to read this you 're not going to do something and and you 're not going to reap the benefit of not uh, what you 've done If you plant tomatoes you 're going to get tomatoes if you plant corn you're gonna get corn. In this life, what you do, you will reap the benefits of that, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Look in verse number eight. He that soweth to the flesh of the flesh reap corruption. So if I sow wrong and sow to the flesh and sow to the flesh and sow to the flesh, then I will reap to the flesh. I'll reap corruption. I won't reap good. I won't reap the good benefits, the good things that take place. Just like like when you plant something in the ground, what you plant is what you get. So we need to be careful on what we plant. We need to be careful on what we put in the ground. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever we sow is what we will reap. Verse number eight finishes with this. But he that soweth to the spirit of the spirit shall reap Life everlasting in this life. This is all that matters. What we do for Christ is the only thing that matters. So what am I putting in the ground? What am I sowing for Christ? What am I sowing for Christ so that I will reap the right, reap the good, reap life everlasting? I want to reap the good, right? And you guys do too. I know you do. That's why you're here in church tonight. I mean, that's why you come to church is to reap the good, but it's more than just church. You know, it's, it's above, it's above the church attendance. It's above, it's, it's outside the church. It's, it's being a Christian Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. It's more than just coming to church. You've got to plant the seed of righteousness in your life so you can reap the benefits. Watch verse number 9 he says and let us not be weary in well doing. I and we we've got to understand this too that sometimes it takes a lot of planting to get to the harvest season. Not every time do you and and if how many guys have ever planted something in the ground You ever planted something in the ground? How long does it take for that seed to begin to produce the fruit that you put it in the ground to do? Most of the time, you put a seed in the ground and tomorrow it's not producing fruit. It takes the time of you putting it in the ground and you going by and you watering it and you're going by and you're making sure the weeds aren't going around it and you're making sure that everything's not overcoming it and you're making sure that you're taking care of it, making sure that it gets enough sun, making sure that it doesn't get too much sun. All the things that go into making sure the plant goes right. Be, uh, don't be weary in well-doing Continue to do right, continue to live right, continue to plant the seed, continue to live for Jesus, and eventually the right will come up. Where's it at? Where, where's all the people at that we've witnessed to? Where's all the people at that we've knocked on their doors? In, in due season, we will reap if we faint not. We've got to continue to tell people about Jesus. We have to continue to plant the seed and water the seed and water the seed and make sure the weeds aren't growing up and around it and keep planting the seed because if you do, the Bible says, ye will reap if ye faint not. Is it discouraging when, when, when the plant won't grow immediately? When you don't get the seed immediately, when you don't get the fruit immediately, it might be discouraging, but if we have to be faithful. We have to continue to plant and continue because in due season, whose season? Not my season, not my time, not when I want it done, but in God's time, in God's season, when it's his time, you will reap if You faint not. Have to remember that. Well, I'm not seeing the benefits of it now. Where's it at now? Why is it not happening right now? It's not a season yet. It's not the season for it to grow, it's not the season for it. But you just have to be faithful to continue to plant. He that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. That's what it says. He that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. So, what do we need to do? We need to sow bountifully. And we need to sow the seed. And sow the seed. What's the seed? The Word of God. We need to plant the seed. I know this is ultimately, this is talking about our life. And if we plant the wrong, we'll get the wrong. But it's also just talking about the word of God as well. If you plant, we plant the word of God. We've we've passed out Bibles and we've told people about Christ and we've passed out tracts and passed out tracts. In due season, in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. Don't quit. It's not quitting time. It's not giving up time. Well, where are they at? Well, it's not quitting time. God will bless. God will take care of what... We we just need to do what God's asked us to do, and God will take care of the rest. Sometimes that's hard to accept because I want to take care of it, but God's going to take care of it if we faint not. If we faint not. And lastly, I'm going to be done. Number six, the requirement. He gives us a requirement and I'm going to be done. Verse 10, as we therefore, opportunity, let us do good unto all men. Well, do you know what our requirement is? To do good to all men. Who's all men? Who's All every one every one as a christian our job is to be good and do good to everyone well what if they no one is exempt from us doing good for them and to them and then he goes on he 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 goes on a little bit further so not only should we do good to all men all men need us to do good for them so that they can come to Christ. Then he goes on to say this at the end of that verse, he says, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. What does that mean? People who are of like faith, people who are of like faith, we need to do, ex- do especially good unto them. What does like faith mean? People who believe just like I do. We need to be especially good to them. Like there are people who don't come to our church, but they're people of like faith. Do you know what? We still need to be good to them. We need to do good to them, especially good to them, because they're still just like us. And they believe just like we do. And they preach exactly like we do. And they're our friends. They're not our enemies. They're not our, they are not our neighbors. They are, they are of a household of faith. Everyone who comes to this church and believes just like we do there, they are of a household of faith. And we need to do good to them, especially those who are of our household of faith, especially those who are of like faith. You know, a brother or sister that's hurting, a brother or sister that's really going go to them and help them. Give them some relief. Help restore them. Help be good to them. Uh, Don't let our lives be a ruin. Uh, Prove a help to ratify. And we'll reap if we faint not. What's our conduct like? How you acting? What am I reaping? Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. Lord, I pray that you...